Not doing stuff on the laptop. Like I had the laptop in the. I was. I was. What I. I. I don't remember. Whatever you. You filmed yourself having sex. It's fine. Everybody does it. Why would I use my laptop for that? I have a phone. Well, it depends on like. It depends on like how engaged you want to be during the act. I mean, Mm -hmm. so you can put like a stationary thing somewhere, and like your laptop could function as that. I go. I guess the resolution is not as good, but um. Like a phone is handy because it's very mobile. You can get some really good angles. Yeah. If you like wanted to hold it while you were, you know, doing stuff. Why would you hold it? I have one of those little spider grip tripod thingies that you clip your phone into, and then you can wrap the legs around like a like a pole or a tree or a yeah, table that's the leg. Thing. No, no. Like if you want to hold it, like if you want to, like sometimes I want to zoom into this part. Sometimes I want to zoom into this part. You know. Yeah. I mean, you could have a third person there to film it, or a fourth person, depending on what you're doing. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, you can like get one angle here, and then like as things turn or you know adjust, you can like have the camera follow the action or highlight certain parts that are going on. That's naughty. It, I mean, it is. I mean, can you like film your face having reactions while you're having the honest reactions and still like? totally focus on how much pleasure the actions are having on you? Well, you got to get a harness for that, like those little chest harnesses where you then mount the phone. So yeah. you, And then you have like a flip on it so you can flip from your face to whatever you're looking at. Right. It gets real complicated and it's hard to be stealthy about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you want to be stealthy about it. I don't know. I mean, the stealthy thing, like you just like put it, you know, in an innocuous place on a bookshelf and make it look like it's not really there. <laughs> Hold on, my love. I must set my phone over here. <coughs> I got a spicy <laughs> bit because I got a. I mixed the Bloody Mary mix with the Sriracha Bloody Mary mix. Mm. And so it's extra. It's got a, some oomph to it. Oh, I bet. Uh, I oh, ch- hey, James. Hey, yeah. Nick. James. Yes. James. Nick. Welcome to Dork. Welcome to Dork. I'm Nick Moore. I'm James Brown. And you're listening to Dork, episode 207. Um, hey. Hey. All right. <laughs> um, so you have a, a beverage. Do you still have an extra house guest? Uh, yeah, I still have an extra small house guest, but he is not here at the moment. He and Jane are doing something. I don't know. She said she wouldn't be back till later, so I was like, fuck it. Bam. <laughs> Drinking. Drinking, drinking, podcasting, like Maiden. Yeah, my um, my uh, Bloody Maria, as it is right now, or Bloody James, depending on what part of the recipe you want to concentrate on. But it's got tequila in it, which makes it in the category of a Bloody Maria. Yeah, along this, you know, in the broader category of Bloody. My Mary. preferred liquor in a Bloody Mary. Yeah, but yeah. I put barbecue sauce in mine. I did too. Um, Bloody James. 
today I'm using the uh, Fletcher Farms um, strawberry jalapeno barbecue sauce, which is really nice. You get it at the, the place. The food market? What do you call it? The farmer's market in Baton Rouge. There we go. Yeah. Strawberry barbecue sauce? Strawberry jalapeno barbecue sauce, yeah. Well, they raise a lot of strawberries. Huh? I could see that working. Yeah, I think I think it works. I usually enjoy it in, you know, pork burgers and stuff, but or pork sandwiches, not really burgers. But yeah, it works it works in this too. So I mean like just like you got your spicy from the sriracha, sriracha, sriracha. You got your spicy from this. Jalapenos. Oh. Jalapeno. <laughs> so it's been a little bit. It has. Um Things have happened. Lots of things have happened. Lots of things are going to happen. I, um, are there any particular things you're thinking about happening? What's I learned a little. I learned a little. I learned a little little bit of Korean. Oh, um, from the donut lady. Oh, who turned out is Korean. Like I thought she was Vietnamese, uh, because I wore my. I have a, a shirt that Sunny made. It's got Buddha on it. And it says, Buddha says, stop wanting stupid shit. <laughs> uh, and I wore it in there one morning when I was getting donuts. And she's like, what do your shirt mean? Like, she was real, real suspect, like, judgy. And I was like, oh, no, it's just like, you know, it's part of the Eightfold Path. Just you got to give up on the physical. And she's like, hmm. <laughs> but I've known her for like a decade. So she didn't, she wasn't like, ah, like threw things at me. She was like, what is that? So a couple weeks ago, I went in and like right when I went in, I, I was taking Moss Moss for coffee. My French bulldog. We go. For, he, yeah, for he likes coffee. to go. He likes to do that with you. Yeah, he likes to get a treat from CC's, but I always stop by Donuts first because I can't get coffee, leave it in the car with him. Will I go into the donut shop? This is true. He'll, he'll lick the tops of it. Anyway, so I go in to get donuts and it starts pouring down rain. So I'm stuck inside for probably five minutes, and I hear this like. It's just me and her, and I hear something aging coming from behind the counter, like a like a TV show. But I couldn't. It didn't sound Vietnamese. It sounded to me like Chinese, but I couldn't tell what dialect. Like it, it just sounded. But it was so fast and it was kind of muffled. And I was like, "Is it Chinese?" She goes, "Korean." <laughs> I was like, "Oh." She was, "I am Korean." Is uh, Korean soap opera? I was like, "My wife loves those." She thought that was hilarious because there's a bunch of them on Hulu. Oh there's yeah, a, there's a bunch of Korean shows on Hulu, and like apparently they're really good. Carol is a fan. Um, and she's like, "Oh, so you like Korean?" I was like, "I tell you what, you people really know street food." And she's like, "What?" I said, "Yeah, you like your food, like, is awesome." Um, and she's like, "Yeah, I teach you how to make kimchi," and I was like, "What?" And so she starts explaining to me how she makes kimchi, like, and why her recipe is her family's recipe is the best. And I'm like, eh, "That sounds good." She goes, oh, you know what? You need to learn to read Korean. At this point, I've been there for 10 minutes. <laughs> and she draws out the chart of the Korean alphabet, which apparently, like, so one one part of it, the one row is all the vowels, and then another row is the consonants. And yeah. when you match those up, you match the two symbols up, you get that sound. Yeah, that's uh, kind of like when you write in um, Japanese, when you write the simpler alphabets, like hiragana or katakana. It's a, it's a similar chart that they um, lay it out for. Yeah, and so she's like, here you go. And so she started teaching me a little Korean. So now I have I get donuts and homework. <laughs> so 
so that happened. Um, I started playing the Spider-Man game <clears throat> for the PS4. Yeah, and it's very good. Oh, it's like a really good. It's a really fun game. Like it's like it reminds me a lot of Arkham Asylum, where you're playing as Batman. Yeah, but this is Spider-Man. Um, obviously. Yeah, but they did a really good job with it. I hear um, really good things about it. Yeah, it's like, so it's like a really good Spider-Man graphic novel. Oh, that's cool. The story, um, and you can unlock like forty different suits. Spider suits. Yeah, there's a lot um, of different Spider-Man mm-hmm. nuances in the wardrobe and there's department. There's a ton of villains, and so it's just it's neat. They did a really good job with it, and there's a Stan Lee cameo. Oh, um, I saw Deadpool two. I finally watched it. Oh, excellent. Um, it was not as good as one, but still no. fun. It was. It was definitely fun. It was, it was interesting that uh, that Domino is in it, and just a certain in the certain interpretation that she was. It was a really enjoyable character, and yes, well, like her face yeah. when she's like falling, and she's like totally calm. She's just like, yeah. no luck. I, I'll be fine. <laughs> I'll be fine. I'll be fine. <laughs> it was it was very interesting. It was fun. It was fun to watch. Um, all of it. Good time. Happy time number one. Yeah, it's one of those where that's you know they like give you more of the same, but it, with enough difference that you're not like, oh, this is just a rip off of the first one. Um, and um, it definitely wasn't better, but it definitely was not disappointing. Agreed. But that came out last year. That did. That did come out last year. Um, but what came out this year Da-ding. was Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. That is true. I and- saw it. Dear night. listeners, you know what that means. Spoilers spoiler. ahead. Spoiler, spoiler. And <laughs> big ones. Like, seriously, woo, if woo. you haven't seen it yet, just skip the next probably 10 minutes um, because anything we can say about it is just spoilery. Yeah. Because if everything you know or you think you know about going into it, they messed with a lot of shit in a good way, but they changed a lot of what I expected. Um but in but it was it was good. It was a good movie. Uh, so that said, spoilers beginning now, and we're off. All right. Yeah, we went and saw it yesterday. <laughs> um, dug it. Um, I loved all the '90s shit. Like when Carol and I were leaving, we had a '90s playlist going in the car. Yeah, I think they were trying to like kick it, like you know, they did with the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, where they all like you know. You know, people are like, oh man, I remember that shit from the seventies and eighties. Mm-hmm. It didn't. It didn't resonate in the same way as me because you know they say like when you're a certain age, like between like thirteen and something, um, like those those are the songs you really like hook on to for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I was more than thirteen when the nineties began. So, um, but I real, I mean, but I still enjoyed it. I still enjoyed them playing like that No Doubt song during that big fight scene near the end. I'm just a girl. I'm just a girl in the world. Yeah, yeah. it definitely made my ovary single. <laughs> Indeed. Like, enough to where, like, I got to the end of it, and I was like, dude, fucking trolls need to fuck off. <laughs> like, you know that you're, you saw that, um, like, all the assholes that trolled uh, Captain Marvel from, like, 4chan. Basically, a big roving gang of incels went on to um, Rotten Tomatoes and did the preview 
reviews of it and just bombed it with like one star reviews. Just like it's shit, it's garbage, blah, blah, blah. Just to try and sink it before it came out. Because female protagonists, like I don't I don't get it. I don't understand why it's so threatening. I don't I, I don't get it either. Like it was a good movie. It's it was, it was a good superhero movie. She just happens to be female. Like that that's it. That's it. Yeah. What is wrong with that? I don't get it. Did you not like Wonder Woman? Because Wonder Woman was great. Wonder Woman was great, like objectively. Um, I, was, I didn't get it, man. Uh, I did not see the shit with the scrolls coming. I thought that was great. I thought that was pretty cool too. Like I, I knew there, I knew there were going to be scrolls in it, but scrolls classically bad guys, bad guys, like world conquering bad guys. Yeah, I mean, and like the the idea that they can, or the fact that they can change shape at will and like disguise, like makes them. You know, automatically agents and like you know deceivers, which automatically like you think, oh, I shouldn't trust these people. They're deceivers, and they're like going to trick me into you know and all this stuff. But I did like the turn on it, and I especially liked that they got um, the fuck is his name, the guy that played Talos, the the main scroll guy. Oh, uh, Ben, ben Mendelsohn. Yeah, yeah, um, Mendelsohn. Yeah, Mendelsohn. Um, because he, like, when you see him in a movie now, basically, he's like, oh, not only is he an evil person, he's an asshole. He's like an extra jerky jerk, you know? Like, mm -hmm. in uh, Rogue One, he was, you know, like, you know, his, he was trying to be friends with this guy who, while he was, you know, planning to, like, you know, kill and exploit his family. And in Ready Player One, he was the top-notch jerk. And, like, as soon as you, like, see that guy, you're like, oh, he's a jerk. And then this, when you saw him on screen... And he's like supposed to be the shield agent um, manager guy, like Nick Fury's boss. He's like, and then he like whispers at the corpse. He's like, "We'll avenge you. We'll finish what you started." Um, you're like, "Oh yeah, of course this guy is the asshole." You know, he's like the secret asshole. He's always the secret asshole. He's always the asshole, whether secret or not. But then when they flip it, and he's like, "Oh, he's like, he's a he's a cool guy. He's a decent guy." You're like, "That's I that well played, well played." I didn't see that coming. Yeah, it was a slow twist. Yeah. Like where he, when he appears, you're like, oh, fuck, he's got the kid. Kill him. Kill him. And he's just like, hold on. It's cool. You've been lied to. It's bullshit. We're trying to end this. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And you're not trusting him until they get to the lab. And you're like, okay, I get it now. It's yeah. all. It all changes. But but when, when she comes up and she's like all sad and she's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. And he's like. I, the filth of war—it's all over me too. Like, yeah, look, I—I've done things I ain't proud of, but like, when it comes to it, I'm just trying to keep my people safe. You know? Yeah, I'm not trying I, to kill anybody extra. Just yeah. trying to keep my people safe. Thought it was neat. Um, like I knew, I knew Jude Law was the bad guy. You like, knew you weren't going in. To, yeah, you knew you're not going to trust him just because he's like, you know, the guy you're supposed to trust, quote unquote, at the very beginning. He's like, oh, he's like, he's too good, too good to be true. Jude well, Law, too when, good to be um, true. Mm. When he uh, was telling, he's fighting with Carol, and he goes, uh, "Control your emotions." Carol leaned over to me, my Carol leans over, and she goes, "Oh, he's a bad guy." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, yeah, he's a bad guy. He's you know mentor here. It's gonna all change." Yeah, but basically, yeah. he was the uh, like Jeff Bridges in Iron Man. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like the Obadiah Stane of the movie. I wonder if there's like how many parallels you could probably find with that. 
I don't know. She's a warrior. She finds out that you know there's, there's more. There's more to life than that. She's captured by people that are not who she thinks they are. Although in one case, it's the scrolls, and they're you know not that bad. But in Tony Stark's case, he gets captured by the terrorists. But there's actually people working for Obadiah Stane. Anyway, this is an analysis I don't have to do right now. But I'm just trying trying to find parallels. Everything's cool. Are you okay? Are you masturbating? You look like you're masturbating. No, I already did that. It's <laughs> good for today. Um, but yeah, dug it. I really wish I could have gotten a pair of those Adidas Captain Marvel uh, limited edition shoes, but mm. now they all got snatched up by sneakerheads and they're on sale. But you you have to pay like two hundred fifty bucks for them. Yeah, Capital. Uh, which sucks, but they're very groovy. Um. It was cool seeing, like, I, I, I thought they were just going to tease Nick Fury losing his eye. Yeah. Um, like, I, then, like I, I'm of several minds about that. Go ahead. Well, no, because, like, you, wanted, you want the story of Nick Fury losing his eye, or the use of his eye, because obviously, as according to Captain America Winter Soldier, we know his eye is still in there. But, you know, you want it to be, like, epic and, you know, like, oh, and he, like, you know, was saving 300 burning school children from a fiery school bus. Um well, I mean, saving them from burning, I guess. Um, but, like, you know, he's just, like, holding a cat who's not really a cat. And, like, he gets It's a flurkin. It's a flurkin flurkin. With a hairball the size of a tesseract. Dude, okay. So we sat around for that last kicker. And I was a little pissed. Like, I was like, okay, that's funny, but fuck you. That, really? Really? Do you like it more or less than the the Spider-Man Homecoming um, end scene, or like, you know, after credit scene, where Captain America comes on the screen and he's like, let's talk about patience. Sometimes, or yes. whatever. No, <laughs> I like that. I thought that was funny. But like, it got to the end and it's just like, oh, he's just going to hack it up. But, uh, that's funny, I guess, but I have to pee. Like, that clouded my, my acceptance of it, because I had to piss really bad. <laughs> I'm just like, come on, let's go, let's go. There's, there's some like Ferengi, you know, saying it's like, you know, never do business on an empty stomach or a full bladder or something like that. Hmm. The 217th rule of acquisition. Hmm. You know, sometimes when I say shit like that, a lot of times I'm like totally kidding, and sometimes I'm like, that is accurate, accurate. So it is fairly accurate, I can say. The 217th rule of acquisition. But anyway, Captain Marvel. Hmm. So yeah, uh, it's definitely a must-see. <laughs> um, yeah, I I was not. I didn't I didn't have super high expectations for this movie, and it like exceeded them. So I mean, it was like definitely good. I think a lot of people um, are talking about the fact that you know Captain Marvel Brie Larson is like being thrust into the forefront. Um, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe now, and like she's getting much more, you know, high-profile stuff. Or mm. than I mean, she got her own movie before Black Widow or for before um, Scarlet Witch or anything. Okay, but so the argument here is, it's Black Widow. Like the movie's being made, <laughs> but again, I mean, come on, it's just Russian female James Bond. It's not superpowers. It's a spy movie. Yeah, it's going to be in the vein of Winter Soldier, more like. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I imagine. Yeah. And I, I just, I mean, people are going to see it at this point. So we're at the 10 minute mark of when you told people to, you know, if they haven't seen the movie, um, fast forward 10 minutes. Yeah. So this was a really good, like, uh, <laughs> female superhero movie. Like here, it's a good, it's a good Marvel movie, but it's a good, like, if you have a daughter, take her to see this movie kind of thing. Mm. Um, so they're like, hey, look, we can make a billion dollars with a female lead. We can make a million dollars, a billion dollars with uh, an all-black cast. The next bet is we can make a billion dollars with an Asian lead because they're doing Shang Chi, um, and they've already they've already found a director. Uh, forget his name, uh, Asian director. But they're gonna do like they're gonna try and repeat the success of Black Panther, but like with the aiming at the uh, super rich Asians crowd. Yeah. Which also made like a billion dollars. Oh, Crazy Rich Agents? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I, hopefully, hopefully, with those movies, like, um, the production houses can go, oh, okay, so wait a minute. You mean like, everyone will go see these movies if we actually let them know they exist and we put time and money into it. <laughs> They're not niche movies. No. People will... People will, it's still just a superhero. Okay, okay. I didn't get, okay. The conversation I had with uh, my brother-in-law, who I share an office with. Um, <clears throat> I was like, dude, like, if you want to know the impact of, like, Black Panther, last Halloween, there were a lot of black kids coming to my door dressed like Black Panther. But there were a lot of white kids coming to my door dressed like Black Panther. Yeah. Like, that... Just <laughs> like it doesn't. <laughs> Everybody likes Superman, not That's just true. little white kids. Everybody speaking likes. Superman. Of, speaking of Superman and different races, uh -huh. did you hear like somebody? They were talking about who's going to replace Henry Cavill um, for Justice League because apparently he may or may not. I mean, it's a rumor at this point. Um, be returning as Superman for any mm -hmm. future stuff. And somebody put up a mock-up of um, Michael B. Jordan um, as uh, Superman, and some people were like, eh. So people have had very different reactions. But Dean Kane, who you may remember played Clark Kent slash Superman in the, the Adventures of Lois and Clark uh -huh. for five seasons, he was like, yeah, man, Superman could be anything. As a matter of fact, you know, I'm like part Japanese, so like Superman's already been like, you know, not totally Caucasian. Yeah, I would hold off on quoting Dean Kane. <laughs> but he's made all those great movies for the sci-fi network. Yeah. Um let's see, his latest thing <laughs> was Was it about a giant snake? No. Giant tarantula? No. Um Giant Squid. So there's yeah. a far-right Australian senator oh. commenting on the New Zealand mosque attacks oh, last God. week. And okay. he kind of he blamed them for it. Yeah, this He's is like, the guy that got egged. Yes. And Dean Cain said, um, he said, uh, he would have knocked that kid out cold if it had happened to him. The, guy that, the kid that egged the 
So the, yeah. the guy was talking about, you know, Muslims are to blame. A 14-year-old or 13-year-old kid, like, hits him in the head with an egg. Yeah. The senator turns around and punches him. Yeah, well, that's what, so, Dean, that's what Dean Cain would have done. He said, I would turn around and, and punch him. And so well, somebody no, goes, the senator did punch him. He just didn't knock oh, him did out. He? Yeah, he, like, I mean, like, the kid, I mean, it didn't even look like the kid, like, got hurt. He was, he was yeah. like, you know, like, you know, he hit his head, I mean, to the side of it, and then, like, you know, pulled out his phone and started filming or whatever. But so he... Uh, somebody re- replied to that, and they're like, "Hey, um, he was protesting this this horribly racist man who blamed the death of those fifty people on them and their religion." And Dean Kane replied with, "You break, you buy." Wow. Okay. Well, I'm going to hold off on quoting Dean Kane for anything. So, even if he even if he says, "Hey, the sky is blue," I'm going to be like, "I'm going to have to research that." Like he's a little. Well, this was on Twitter. It's always on Twitter. Everything's um, on Twitter. It was bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really. I feel really good about this, the next generation, though, because they're like shying away from social media hard. Well, good. Most of them are like, oh, I do Instagram. I like putting pictures, but they don't go on and complain. Which seems to be a lot of what Facebook has become. It's just complaining and sharing shit with your echo chamber. Yeah. But there are bonuses. Did you see that? Or did we talk about that Irish guy who was injecting semen into his arm to cure his back pain? Uh, we have talked about him, yes. Has his back pain gone away? Uh, no. <laughs> um, How shall so I? In I thought China, this was a tested medical procedure. <laughs> <laughs> in China, this woman um, was doing a, a uh, wellness <laughs> practice, some fad thing that she thought would, would help. Uh, she took a mix of, let's see, what was it? 20 different types of fruit juice. Like fruit from 20 different, or juice from 20 different fruits. Okay. And injected it directly into her veins. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Why? Uh, because she was like, this is a health thing. I'm going to get it like, it, like, yeah. I'm going to put the fruit juice. Right. People have kind of started, not everybody. I'm not saying people. I'm meaning like, 0.5% of humanity has started rejecting science as a thing. Like it's you hear about it all the time, it's just because it gets reported a lot. It's not yeah, the because public large. Because when somebody says people, when somebody says something as outlandish as like, you know, the earth is flat, that makes news because like can you everyone's like, Can you believe this motherfucker that says the earth is flat? Everybody this guy says the earth is flat. You know, he's getting like nine hundred thousand retweets because it's like such an Stupid out there thing. thing. And then, you know, some other people like so you hear more about the people that actually are like, yeah, I agree with that. That's fine. Yeah, that sounds and good. And this chick falls in with that. Jesus um, fuck. She took the juice of, of 20 different fruits and injected it directly into her veins. And uh, how healthy do you think it made her? Did she die? No. Okay. Uh, well, she, pr- she, started, cool. she started, uh, she developed a fever and her skin started itching. Mm-hmm. And, you know, China's got state medicine. So she went to the hospital and they admitted her. And they detected damage to her liver, kidney, heart, and lungs. Boom, uh, boom, boom, boom. Went into uh, intensive care and was there for five days. And she seems to be okay. Uh, is she of birthing age? Like, will no, she reproduce? She is 51. Okay, well. Hope, um, I mean, hopefully she, her kids, if she has any, have already like learned better than that. Yeah, basically, she, it was like injecting straight sugar into your veins. Yeah, and your body, your body, like skipping all the 
things that, you know, when you put stuff in you, your body deals with it. It's got a series of systems that break the food down into right. things that you need and, and sends it where it needs to go. Uh, you shouldn't skip those. Let them do their business. And, and by the way, just putting shit into a blender doesn't make it better for you. Like there's, there's the good thing about vegetables is the fact that they're vegetables. You should eat them because all that fiber and the nutrients and stuff in there, like your body absorbs it at a different rate. If you just, you don't, don't listen to the guy at Costco. That's what I'm saying. This is, yeah. you need that super duper blender to get more, like it chews better than you do. You're chewing fine. Don't worry about it. Smoothies are great. You know, it's a great quick meal on the go, whatever, but eat your veggies, kids. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a glass of OJ has six teaspoons of sugar. That's as much as a, a full can of Coke. Oh wow! Um, OJ, OJ, and apple juice are two like of the worst. They're just sugar. Um, but they're yummy. <laughs> they just had a really good lobbyists. Hmm. Okay, we just we just feed JoJo a lot of uh, apple juice, so I'm just wondering about that. It's the all natural kind, and we dilute it by a factor of five usually, so it's a lot better than it could be. But I'm just thinking about it. Anyhow, so, so dude, well, what the fuck was up with GI Joe? Um, can you be more specific? Okay, so um, you're talking about the cartoon from the '80s. You're talking about the movie the cartoon. from. Was it barbecue that was the guy with the flamethrower? Yeah. Uh, I wore the red outfit and had red hair. And a yeah. Black yeah. Mask. Roadblock was the dude that rhymed everything, right? Yeah. But he also <laughs> he also was he also what was you the, say what you say is true from a certain point of view. What, but he was also the cook, right? He knew how to cook, but uh, how much? Yeah, I guess he did cook. Like yeah. I always remember him like barbecuing and stuff, and he always had like the apron on. And whenever yeah. they were like they were celebrating, he was always man in the grill. Like I, I just remember that. And what was his weapon? He had like a fifty caliber. He had like a really heavy heavy machine gun. Machine gun, yeah. It just for some reason last week I got on a I just spiraled into a wormhole of GI Joe where I was just like this. It's the most slapdash response to terrorism. Like, <laughs> but, but, you know, but if you follow, like, the story of Cobra, uh, Cobra Commander was a car salesman who just developed a cult, and that's what Cobra is. It just is this cult led by a crazed former used car salesman. Everybody's got to start somewhere. Yeah. But it's not the craziest thing. The Om Shinrikyo, that Japanese cult, yeah. that came very close to getting a nuclear bomb. Like, they came really close. They had an arsenal. They had a helicopter that they were going to use to disperse sarin gas over Tokyo. The only problem was nobody knew how to fly it. Like, they, <laughs> they bought it. They bought this Russian military helicopter. They got it shipped to Japan. And then they were like, oh, shit, nobody knows how to fly this. Uh, let's see about getting a nuke. And they came really close. Like, really close. And they basically were Cobra. Like they had a hidden base. They had uh, like all the all the bad guys in Cobra. They had their version of it. Like they had a weapons guy. They had a chemical. They had a team of of chemical weapons. Like like, and I'm not talking about like amateur scientists, people with degrees, people that taught at universities. Joined Om Shinrikyo. Like they were 
pulled in by the charisma of this guy. And they're like, yeah, I agree with what he's doing. He's very, you know, he's very charismatic and, and his points are, are solid. And they went to work for the guy. Uh, he's doing all kinds of crazy biological experiments, trying to figure out how to kill people. They, they're the ones who developed the little bags of sarin gas. They're like, yeah, you just drop this on the ground and then you, you poke it with your umbrella that they used in the, in the Tokyo subway. And they timed them out to like all hit, like all the train lines apparently would hit the, um, were like would hit the center where the uh, police station was, like, and that's how they they set it up so that it would go up, 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 up all the way to the police station, and only a couple of them went off, but it still killed a bunch of people. Like it was fucked up. They had a lot of people really sick. Um, but they developed that. That was all their. Like, you know, it's not the weather dominator, sure. But how far were they from that? How far? Yeah, you muted backwards. I can still can't hear you. There you, there you are. are. Right. <laughs> Did you hear me crunching my pickle? Yeah, you hit the wrong button. I think I hit <laughs> the up button on the volume. Yeah, I saw you touch it, and then I heard your pickle go plop, like you pooped. <laughs> If you heard that, James was pooping. He brought his laptop into the bathroom. If you didn't hear it, then I was eating a pickle. I was watching a thing with Richard Ayoade, um, where he was, it was a clip from his travel show where he goes in these fancy-ass hotels. And in the peninsula in Hong Kong, uh, in the bathroom, there's a phone that will automatically filter out the bathroom noises for you. Oh, that's handy. So you can be taking a really loud shit, and it will like filter all of that out so they just hear you talking. You know, you know, it's a better idea. What's that? Not talking on the phone while you're shitting. Is holding off. Yeah. Hold well, off I want to. I want to test hold it. Off on the shit. Don't hold off on the shit. Shit huh? when you need to. Just hold off on the phone call. Well, I just figured you would step. Yeah, they wouldn't hear like hitting the bowl or the farting noises, but they still hear you going, "Hey, how's it going?" Ah, dude, are you shitting? No. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm at the peninsula in Hong Kong. You are shitting. You're, <laughs> you're in the special bathroom. No. No, I just, I am in Hong Kong. How did you know what's the. Peninsula? Because you have that special bathroom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they would hear the satisfied, you know, <sighs> for me. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Oh. My favorite sound to make. Oh god. Um, so are, it's March. It is March. The NCAA basketball tournament. Yeah, that's uh, exciting. Starting up. If you're I guess this is gonna be up Thursday. So it's starting up today. If it's you're listening to this on Thursday. Twenty first, yes. Are you doing a bracket? Uh, I did a bracket for work, yes. Yeah, I did mine today. How do you choose your bracket? Did you go with numbers or hard science or gut feeling or what? More gut feeling. I mean, I go with you know the numbers because like, oh well, this is a number one team ranked against a number sixteen team. The number one team's probably going to win. But every once in a while, I'm like, this is number four and this is number ten. Hmm. I have a good feeling about this number ten. So it's more intuition if there is such a thing. Yeah, my my um my brother-in-law was like, you should totally do one, dude. Like, your odds are just as good as anybody else's because you never know what's going to happen. There's always upsets, and you know. Like somebody out of nowhere just crushes one of the the main. Guys. You never know. You There's never always know. upsets. There's always upsets. Yeah. He says, like, so last year one of the other guys just went by mascots. He's like, which of these mascots would win in a fight? So <laughs> he, so he picked. 
And I was like, I can do you one better. So I filled out my whole bracket based on which mascot I would rather fuck. <laughs> so, so wait, so your number one, the team that's going to take it all is the one that represents the mascot you would most like to fuck. Well, no, because or at least not like the fuck. <laughs> because you think it would work out that way, but the choices I had to make on the road to number one kind of colored it a little bit. Because the one, like, so there were some that I was like, oh, that's a little better. But then, to, basically, by the time I got down to the Elite Eight, I, my brother was like, okay, you have to look at the actual mascots now. Because I was making arguments like the Cougar <clears throat> was like, oh, it's just hot 50 year olds. He's like, no, you have to. Go the, We're talking about mountain have, lions for the University of Houston. Yeah, yeah, you have to go. But Uni, University of Houston made it real far. It was again because <laughs> I had to get to the again. They made it to the Elite Eight because that's where he was like, okay, we're gonna start pulling up pictures of these before you pick one. Yeah, because like the Boilermakers, I was just like, oh no, that's just a beer and a shot of whiskey. And he's like, <laughs> it's like it is not. <clears throat> it's like a guy that like works on trains. Well, it's a it's a guy that makes boilers right into like welding and riveting and whatnot steam okay and how do fucking steam locomotives work well they've got a boiler right but they're also in like ships and whatnot right i mean but like i think i don't know there's there's a stronger association with my mind with trains than any other like form of boiler for the purdue mascot for some reason well their mascot is soulless and he's staring off into the middle distance he's got the thousand yard stare yeah um so he he fell out in the elite eight, um, but my my pick for the person the one that's going to win it is the Duke Blue Devils. Hey, that's who I got too. Yeah, I think it came down to them versus North Carolina. Um, and so like North Carolina, it's a a ram, but it's a white ram, so it's very rare, and it's got blonde horns. So I was like, well, it's magical. <laughs> so my, <laughs> argument, my argument was this is a magic furry. That like will grant me a wish or something, but the blue devil, I was like, okay, so that's the same idea. It's magic. I think by fucking it, I will get a wish out of this, or at least you know control over time and space. And we came into the two of them. It actually came down to the sex, and I was like, well, the blue devil has a tail, and it's probably uh, prehensile, so like he can give me a, a uh, tail job, like he can wrap his tail around my dick and give, tug me off. Like, and that's something I want to try. So, blam, Duke wins. In it for the tail job. That's kinky. Or like, you know, if we're doing it like doggy style, he could put his tail up my butt. Like there's a reach around there. Like it's like a, it's like a closed loop. Oh. Again, never done that. Never fucked a ram either, but I had to go with semi-human over animal. Like we all make our choices. We did, uh, and those were mine. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Duke has a that's a pretty good shot. But like I said, they got the same shot everybody's got right now. Exactly. Right now, it's nobody versus nobody. Nobody's the best. I mean, it's we know who's versus. That's what the brackets are about. But we don't know where <laughs> it's going to be after tomorrow. If you're listening to this on Friday, my bracket's probably already shredded. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I made a, a copy of mine so I could you know, remember like who I put because I wasn't like, oh, obviously Louisville's going to beat uh, Minnesota, of course. It's like, no, I don't remember. I'm like, what? Wait, which one of them is number seven? Which one of them is number 10? I don't know. Who the fuck is Bradley? 
Yeah, so fingers crossed. All right. And the thing is, I'm not going to win anything. Explicitly, there are no prizes. Um, I mean, there's a trophy. We don't have a trophy. Oh, you mean for your thing? Yeah. Yeah, it's more like everybody makes a bracket and put it up, and then we make fun of people as they lose. Like, what if everybody loses equally? Well, there's a point system. So uh, the you get more points for more picks down the line. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, so the more you have, you can like you could lose, but still win. Like your number one pick could lose, but you could still win. The yeah, because you have more points overall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I don't. I don't think mine will. Mine's gonna make it. But since I do have four monitors at work, uh, one of them <laughs> probably, probably have basketball in it. For Sounds a little like bit. Plan. Yeah. So I got an interesting email. Um, not that long ago. Okay. Telling me, inviting me to buy tickets for the uh, BattleBots um, tournament in April that was going to be happening. And that they were going to be filming for the TV show that will premiere in summer sometime. I'm excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think yeah. I'll be able to go out to Long Beach to watch them film it, but... Knowing that there's more um, battle on the way, excited about excited. Oh yeah, maybe Bronco will go all the way this year. Maybe at this point, it's like um, it's like March Madness. It's anybody's it tournament, and as we've seen, it, it's anybody's anybody's tournament. Anybody, anything can happen. Fucking, what's his face? Tombstone can lose. Mm-hmm. Tombstone can lose. And hopefully that happens more. <laughs> because fuck that dude. And this stupid robot. Stupid. <laughs> Fucking bombshell. I just want to see a tombstone killer. I want somebody to make something that just... Like, I thought it was going to be Minotaur. I thought I was like, that's going to do it, man. And... Eh. Didn't. Oh, no. Damn. No. That would have been cool. Anyhow, um, uh, speaking of movies about characters who have been known as Captain Marvel, there's another one coming out um, next month. Because Captain that? Marvel, huh? What's that? Was also known as, I mean, he's the character that they're called referring to as Shazam now. He's also oh, been known yeah. as Captain yeah. Marvel in the old Fawcett comics days. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. don't know. I don't know how excited I am to see this movie, but I'm going to see it. <laughs> I, I I am too. I think it's going to be fun. Like it looks like it's going to be a fun like popcorn. But and by the way, I'm not paying for raisinets in the movie theater ever again. I went in. I got two bottles of cherry coke because they sell bottles now. And I was like, well, that's cool. I put a cap on it. Like two bottles of cherry coke and a box of raisinets. And popcorn, but you gotta get the popcorn there. But it's like almost twenty bucks. I was like, never again. Carol always has giant ass purses. I'm sneaking shit in from now on. Yeah, and by, with that, I can bring in like a sandwich. <laughs> it's on. But no, it's totally gonna be a, a cherry coke and raisinets and a big old bucket of popcorn movie. Like I'm just gonna watch it with a big grin on my face. It's gonna be fun. 
Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't seem to be promising anything other than that. Like, hey, let's have fun at the movies, guys. Let's have a good time. Seems like it's gonna be cool. Is am I is my memory mistaking me, or is the Shazam guy like the old wizard that gives him the powers? Is that played by um Javon Hansu? I don't think so. Maybe I mean, maybe I'm just misremembering. It looked like it looked like an old white guy. Maybe just thinking about the way it sounds. Like, uh, first off, Jamal Hanson needs to like slow down, dude. You can't <laughs> do everything. I know they want you for stuff, but like, back up because you're really fucking up my timeline as far as what superhero universe you're in. I need you to hold off. Why is this not coming up? Oh, there it is. Shazam, twenty nineteen. God damn it. Why is it not coming up? Doo -doo -doo. There we go. Yeah, Javon Hansu. He's in the movie. I mean, not only was he in uh, whatever you call it movie, we just were talking about Captain Marvel. Hell, he's in two, he's in Captain Marvel and Captain Marvel. He plays the wizard in Shazam. He plays the wizard? He plays the wizard. Like maybe he's got lots of stuff on, but I remember it, I remember the voice more than anything. Because I'm uh, what do you call that thing? That my learning style is audible. Audio, audible, audio, audio, oral, oral. I don't know. I hear things and I remember them better, and I see things and I remember them. I mean, the fuck, man. So, <laughs> no, look, look, okay. So he's been in, he's been in Shazam, and Captain Marvel, and uh -huh. Aquaman. Uh, oh been, yeah, he was an Aquaman. Been in Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, I mean, he played the same character in Captain Marvel and Guardians of the Galaxy. He was in. He was in He's Const the MCU, is what you need to say. <laughs> he's in Constantine. He's Papa Midnight. Yeah. Um, Holy, I mean, he likes comic book movies. Apparently, he was he in was Stargate. He was in. Um, uh, How to Train Your Dragon Two. Yeah, he was he the was bad guy. Laura Croft, Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life. Um, I have no memory of that. He was in uh, Aragon. That's not Marvel movie. Uh, <laughs> Furious Seven. Oh yeah, he had the white uh, goatee. Like, take a breath. <laughs> Stop it. He's playing Bosley in Charles An Charlie's Angels. Oh, holy post production, Batman! Right? Yeah. Uh, and then he's going to be in a movie called Blazing Samurai. He plays a voice. Is that a animated thing? It. <laughs> oh yeah. It, it is. I just pulled it up. It's based on Blazing Saddles. He rode a blazing saddle. So the poster for it. I'm going to show you the poster. I'm going to try and hold it up to the. <laughs> it's a big fat cat. With the sumo belt thing. Yeah, the thing in the it features the voices you... of Ricky Gervais, Michael Sarah, Samuel L. Jackson, Jamal Hansu, Mel Brooks, Michelle Yeoh, and George Takei. Uh, the plot, a scrappy Hank, played by Michael Sarah, a scrappy dreamer of a dog wanting to become a samurai, arrives in a strange land inha entirely inhabited by cats. Hank, who is a good dog, meets a very bad cat, the nefarious warlord Ikachu, played by Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Ika hustles an unwittingly an unwitting Hank into becoming the samurai for the town of Kakamucho, where Hank meets Jimbo, 
voiced by Samuel Jackson, a once great samurai who reluctantly takes Hank under his wing and teaches him what it means, what being a samurai really means. Forging the first real friendship between a cat and a dog, the two set off on a wild and hilarious journey to save the town of Kakamucho from the evil Ikachu, and ultimately Hank learns what it means to become a true samurai. That's funny. I mean, there's lots of funny in there, but like the the fact that Samuel Jackson's character is called Jimbo, um, is obviously a reference to Yo Jimbo, which is yeah, yeah, which is that, which is that, which is uh, uh, Usagi Yo Jimbo, the um, cat samurai from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or the rabbit rabbit samurai. samurai. Yeah, Yeah. it's also the name of the movie with um, Toshiro Mufine, directed by Akira Kurosawa, which upon which. Lots of other movies, including um, Last Man Standing, were uh, with Bruce Willis were based. But it was itself influenced by a book called Red Something. Oh, what the fuck was the name of that movie or book? I read it actually. <sighs> Yo, Jimbo. Speaking of upcoming films, today an excellent announcement dropped. Yeah. August 21st, 2020. 2020? 2020. Bill and Ted face the music. What? Bam! What? Keanu Reeves and Alex uh, fucking... damn it. Alex Ross? That's his name. Alex. Red Harvest. That's the word I was looking for. All right. Um, what's his name? Alex... Um... Alex Winter? Alex Winter, yeah. They dro- they dropped a, a thing of them, I think at the Hollywood Bowl, <laughs> but they're like like yeah, it's like they're doing. I'm Bill S. Preston Esquire, and I'm Ted Theodore Logan, and we are together. We are Wild Stallions, <laughs> and they like totally announced that it's totally fucking happening, which is great. Wild like, Stallions rules. It's gonna be fucking fun. I mean, if it's it's as shitty as the last one, I'm still I'm in. Whatever. <laughs> This bogus journey was a piece of shit, but I still enjoy it. Um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is, of course, my favorite movie of all time. Uh, still holds the place. Not going anywhere. Just because that one, it clicked. Right time, right place. Blam. This is magical. Plus, still got a big old crush on Joan of Arc. I read, all, I read a whole biography on Joan of Arc in middle school because of that movie. See, they inspire learning. I did. I learned a shitload about her. Uh, and including the fact that she probably didn't look like the chick from the... Was it the Go-Go's? I can't remember. I don't remember the actress. <clears throat> I played Joan of Arc. She was a musician. Yeah, sorry. Yes. You okay? Yeah, I just had to cough a little bit. I'm fine. If I die, give my brother my car. See, was it Jane, Jane Weedland from the Go Go's? Yeah, yeah. The only person I know from the Go Go's is Belinda Carlisle. Is that correct? I think so. Belinda Carlisle, Jane Weedland, Charlotte Caffey, Gina Shock, and Kathy Valentine. Oh, Kathy Valentine. Yeah, uh, I don't remember that. Yeah. Well, James, it was nice talking to you again. It is. It's nice talking a, to you. It's been a while. Uh, 
Oh, and don't forget, kids, um, Mental Samurai will be on TV, I think, starting next week. So if you want to catch the show that James uh, wasn't on. Yeah, that's exciting. Because James went and was going to be on it, and then they were like, nah. They don't whatever, love me. For whatever reason. Like, I saw the thing, the, the device that they put you in. Maybe you were too big for it. They said it was rated up to 300 pounds. I mean, like height-wise. Oh, true. Because it looks like a little, it looks like a little thing, like a little cage, one of those gyroscope things uh, that these have at the fair. But yeah, they, it's like that on a end of a robot arm that yeah flips you all over the place. That looked like Glados from um, Portal. It did look like Glados. <laughs> yeah. All right, dude. Well, I will see you next week. Excellent. Um, and with that, I'm Nick Moore. Hi, James Brown. And I'm Nick Moore. You have been dorked. You're a dork. Motherfuckers. Yeah, I'm a dork, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ah, always good to get in your earpieces, get in that sweet, wet, warm ear. Fuck yes. Getting in there. You got, you got Nick on the right side. You got James. No, I'm on the, never mind. Nick's on the left side. James on the right side. Oh, putting yeah. that, putting that like. Chatty fucking cock a conversation right near your goddamn ears. You like that shit? You like that shit? Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh. Here it comes. Yeah, fast. Oh, oh, fast. Oh, oh, fast. Oh, fast. Oh, fast. Oh, fast. Oh, fast. Oh, God. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Thanks for thanks for hanging out. All right, later, James. Ah. Later, folks.